Warning, this episode of the Spark and My Review contains mature language, adult situations, psychic abilities, nudity, stereotypical Germans and other ethnicities, conspiracies, and beautiful artwork. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 88. Is this your card? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spy Can Mong Review. I'm your host, Zahn. How you doing today? Pretty good, I'm hoping. I'm doing pretty cool. Hanging out, chilling out, just doing my own thing, you know. And I'm here to bring you another lovely episode of the Spy Can Mong Review. It's been another couple days since the last episode, and, well, just decided to make another one because I know you guys love it so much, and plus, I enjoy doing the podcast. It's fun. And I know I should go through the whole thing that's Barkin to decide that provides information or reviews about manga, and what it does is it just, we review and we give you information about the different mangas, but I say that every single time, so it doesn't matter. So, do I have any emails today? No, but if you have any questions, comments, and concerns, you can email me at sparkin at gmail.com, or check out the website itself and leave a comment on the page at sparkin.podbean.com. Also, you can check out the forum, sparkin.rapboards.com. We are on iTunes under Sparkin, and if you want to Check out us on Twitter, Spirekin, and if you're on Xbox Live, Zan Space Spirekin, X-A-N Space S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N. That's all you need to do to get there. And if you want to leave us voicemail, 206-426-6665, then again it's 206-426-MONK. The Monk line, leave a voicemail and I will play it on air. I've got a couple of them, but they're never interesting or good, or if they have a question for me, they never leave an email address for me, you know? It's kind of hard for me to send you a reply beforehand, but... Like I said, leave me a voicemail. I'm willing to do it. If you have any cell phones, you could do it at night on your off time, you know, after 9 p.m. or on the weekends. And then you can get through. It'll be for free. And if you're from out of the country, you could just send me an MP3 at, like I said, sparkin.podbean.com. I should put, like, an audio link on my website, but I'm a little too lazy for that. I've been just redesigning it and moving things around and making things a little bit better. But, ah, uh, c'est la vie. That's it. You know, that's all I can really do. Nothing else, really, you know. Besides that, podcast is going pretty good, and I'm doing an episode of the FightBait.com podcast, so it should be cool. I'm back there as Zan, the guest host of John Paul, a.k.a. FightBait, and what else? Eh, Nothing much, really. That's all that's going on, and do I have any emails? No, no emails, unfortunately. Next time. I'll have an email next time, hopefully, if you guys want to send one. But either way, if you remember from the last episode of the Spark and Manga Review, I spun the Wheel of Manga, and it dictated to me that I'd be reviewing a very old-school manga that was released by Viz and originally published by Shogakukan. And that is Mai the Psychic Girl, or Mai. And it's a manga that was written by Kazuya Kudo and illustrated by the infamous Ryoichi Ikigami. Now, if you remember, I reviewed something that was drawn by him a little bit earlier. Crying Free Man. Very cool artwork. 
very beautiful. And this manga is no different. It's just as beautiful as Crying Freeman, and it's just as intricate. Uh, so what else? This was a shonen series, uh, supernatural, conspiracy-ish. Originally came out in 1985 to 1986. There's three volumes or 28 comic books because we actually had it released as individual issues over here. And it was something of trivia noteworthy. It was one of the first manga series to be fully published in English, meaning that as opposed to some of the other series which they were released earlier that were one-shots, this was a complete series release. So the entire series was done here first. It was the first one that was done. That's kind of cool. And the only sucky thing about this manga is that it was released flipped. So yes, it is left to right. But hey, it's kind of cool and it has that very cool perfect collection which came out. So there are three volumes of that. And you can find it at most comic shops if you know where to look and if you have no dignity and want to beg for it. And also, if you've ever checked out um, Susan Napier's book, um, anime from Princess Mononoke to Akira. There's a reference of that in there, and supposedly in her newer book, uh, Vampire, Psychic Girls, Flying Women, and S Sailor Scouts, it's in there also, but it's very... Susan Napier, she's a great writer, and the fact she has a class on anime is really cool. It's in Texas. The problem, though, is that her writing is a little bit universal. Well, it's university level, so it's very intelligent. It speaks down to a lot of people, and that's a little annoying at times, but it's still really good reading and it's pretty cool. So, either way, on to My the Psychic Girl. So, what My the Psychic Girl is about is it opens up with Mai. Her name is Mai Kuju and she's just a regular girl. La li la li la and she's in school and things are going good for her and she has psychic abilities. I know, very simple. Like what happens is she's sitting in class and she's looking at an acorn and she says fall in her head and it falls down and she gets to stop stop and her teacher says uh miss kuju can you just uh, uh um uh uh sure uh can you, oh okay i'll and then the bell rings and typically you have to you'll have to read next time all right okay i'm sorry just things are kind of going weird for me and she's a little just kind of typical girl and she's very relaxed and just kind of happy swing for her father to come home because he's getting home from a big business trip she loves her father he's the ideal man for her and she loves him and he's the bestest daddy in the world because her mom's been dead for so many years and she doesn't even know her mom uh, but what happens is when her father gets home he notices that there's a bunch of people who are following Mai and he says so there are people following you what do you mean uh, okay. uh, and she says oh just cause some caught some guys who were following us. We lost them. He's like, oh, shit. And this is when we learn that Mai is being hunted down by the Wisdom Alliance, this very super shadowy conglomerate, which is run in Switzerland. I think it's called uh, the... I had the name written down. It's like, oh, the Judo Mountains in Switzerland. Fake mountains. What happens is that they're trying to they rule the world, or the shadow government, the Illuminati, whatever the fuck you want to call them, and they run everything. And what happens is they're collecting psychics for some reason. They found five psychics that they have, and each one of them has a different psychic level that they've said, and one of them is Mai. So they went to hunt her down. And since it's a world-renowned and world-controlling organization, they have their own little subsidiaries. And in Japan, their subsidiary is run by a guy whose name is... 
Sendo Kaeda, who runs the Kaeda investigation company, and he's been hired to capture Mai. So what happens is Mai ends up on the run from these guys with her father and ends up going to her mother's shrine where she was born and raised. It's this very remote village where war has never touched it called the Takatsumaya Su Shrine. I know I've butchered that name, but it's a little bit difficult to read. And it's run by a family friend whose name is Maidareo. And he's an, just one of those old guys. And it's a beautiful area and very relaxed and just they're trying to keep her one step ahead of the Wisdom Alliance and, well, the Kaeda Intelligence Agency that's trying to capture them. And from here it goes on to her running away with her father and them getting one step ahead and then suddenly due to some circumstance which I really don't want to get into because it will ruin the manga. Well, not much. It's not going to ruin it. just sets up a plot for later on. She ends up getting separated from her father and she has to survive on her own with the entire country looking for her. And she ends up running into this guy whose name is Intetsu. And that's not his real name. It's his nickname because he's a college student who rescues her and saves a day. And he takes her and her dog, whose name is Ron. Obviously, they wanted to introduce a better name than whatever Japanese name he originally had. But she takes Ron and him and takes him to her his college dorm, which is all guys, and they protect her. And... Intetsu is this ultimate martial artist guy, and he's also an Indian philosophy major, hence the Intetsu, because it's uh, the two words in Japanese condensed. And he protects her for a while, and all this other stuff happens. It's a very short manga series. It's, like I said, it's three volumes. You can read it in maybe four hours. And it's just, well... It's all right. It's okay. It's very supernaturalist. The powers at first, it just seems like they have just regular telekinesis. She can move things. But then eventually it bursts even further because one of the children, who's super competitive, her name is Garten. She is a East German girl who's horrible to anybody. Anyone pisses her off, she uses her powers. Like there's a girl who was a rival in a penis competition and Garten proceeded to blow up an airplane that she was in just because she was annoyed at her. Another situation, these two girls bumped into her at the airport. She proceeds to pop the balloons they were carrying and light their hair on fire. So it shows that their psychic abilities range beyond just regular psychokinesis. It's not just that. It's also clairvoyancy, telepathy, and it's all ranges of manipulating objects from cryokinesis, well they never showed that, but they showed pyrokinesis, lighting things on fire, telekinesis, moving things, it's pretty cool, they just get the whole batch of things, and Mai is very, I don't want to use my powers, because Dad says, don't ever use your powers, because it'll be selfish of you, and every time I get angry, bad things happen, like um, this dog tries to bite Ron, and starts killing him, so she used her powers on this dog, and proceeds to blow the dog up because Mai is the most powerful out of all of them. She's the super psychic. So it's almost like, imagine Akira, but Akira never wants to use his powers at all. He's like, I have all these abilities, and I'm never going to use it ever because I don't want to cause any problems. Which would be not that bad, and wouldn't have caused a situation which led to Akira the manga, wouldn't it? <laughs> so the story's not bad. It's very... Well, it's not plot-driven, because there's a lot of little twists and turns, but it's pretty predictable. And the ending left a little bit to be desired. 
it was okay. It was a very Japanese ending where it leaves things hanging, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't a complete atrocious train wreck. And what saved this manga really was just the artwork. Because uh, Ikigami's artwork is so precise and so beautiful. It works no matter what genre it is. If it's crime, if it's supernatural, if it's romance, it always works. It always will make you kind of, hey, this looks pretty cool. Because it looks so realistic. Because his artwork looks just like paintings. It's not just, I'm going to make an anime character. It's, I'm going to take a picture of this person. I'm going to sketch them out and make a real person and put them on the page. And he has a lot of different diverse races to put in here. He's got besides Japanese, he has Vietnamese, American, the the kid's a little dick that he drew, that's an American, but you have this weird uber gluten fat guy who has snot coming out of his nose, I think he was from Brussels, but I'm not entirely sure. You had Garten, who was from East Germany, and a lot of other characters. And uh, for those of you who don't know, East Germany was originally, Germany after World War II was split in half. So one half went to, well, the Soviet Union, the other half was open to everybody, West and East Germany. Hence the Berlin Wall, if you ever watch Family Guy and Ronald Reagan saying, Gorbachev, tear down this wall! Reagan smash! That's from that. It's because it was really split, split in half, but either way. So it is a little dated. Just Oh, and the other thing I forgot. There, There's a conspiracy in this, which is supposed to happen September 19th, in the far distant year of 1999. So it's pretty dated. I'm not going to lie. I'm completely contradicted myself. But yeah, it's very dated. Because they said the nuclear war that was supposed to destroy us between the Soviet Union and the United States was supposed to happen in 1999. And it's now 2010. And Soviet Union doesn't exist anymore after, well, after 87 Soviet Union didn't exist, so it's kind of funny. <laughs> Just a little bit. So, artwork is good, story was meh, so I have to give, well, this was recommended to me by John Sasser, and I actually spun it on the wheel, which was pretty cool. I didn't expect to get it, and I'll say this. You liked it, it was pretty cool, and that's cool that you liked it. I am indifferent towards it. It was okay, not great. Thank you for the recommendation, I really do appreciate it, John. And if you have any more recommendations, send it to me, and I'll see if it can land on the wheel. We'll see what happens. Because I've learned if I rig the wheel, bad things happen to me. A lot of bad things. But, so, for my The Psychic Girl, I'm going to give it the rating of... A gift from your crazy Aunt Muriel. Okay, but forgettable. It was alright. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. I mean, the fact it has so much notoriety and history behind it is pretty cool. And the fact it's not very... Japanese or too American, it's very middle ground, that works for it. Because um, you have the whole conspiracy with the entire world and the fact that actually they were going to make a movie based on this series, which is pretty cool. And Tim Burton was supposed to direct it, which is really kind of creepy. And it would have probably been all emo ish, and Helena Bottom Carter would have been the main character or Winona Ryder back in the day. And it's got music by this group called The Sparks. Never heard of them before, but their songs suck. At the end of this episode, you're actually going to be hearing their song that's written that they ins were inspired by Sue Hark, or that, as they say, Joe Hark, which is really... I don't, I probably am pronouncing his name wrong, but I don't think it's Joe Hark when it's T-S-U-K. Again, getting off topic. 
So, like I said, it was alright. It was pretty good. It's something which isn't bad. It's not horrible, and it's not something which you, you read if you have nothing. It's something which is worth reading at least once and just checking out and then just kind of putting in the bin and forgetting about it ever again. I'd recommend it. You can find it at most comic shops if you look hard enough or if you want to check out online. You could probably find it used or books, a used bookstore. Or if you want, you might be able to find it online scanlated. Someone probably grabbed it because it is an older manga. So, yeah. Pretty cool, and this is a pretty quick thing. I'm already done. It's only 17 minutes in. Holy shit. Guess I'm running right through this. So, what else is on my little note of agenda? Yeah, I didn't use WordPad today. I actually used an actual notepad. <laughs> it's kind of funny. So, on my notes, next thing I have... Oh, yes. With the contest for April. Yes, so, if you have any designs, send them to me at Spirekin at gmail.com. It's got to be a JPEG, and I had to make one more constraint, which I didn't tell you guys. When you design the logo, you have to do three things. You have to have one, which is a small size logo. You have to have a banner, and you have to have a larger logo. That's all you have to send, and if you win, you get to be on two episodes of Spark and Manga Review with me on Skype. So we get to talk, and you get to review manga of your choice if I haven't reviewed it yet. Or if you want, and I reviewed a manga and you have a different taste and a different reason why, you can do that as well. Just email me with it. Alright? So, what else? Also, one other possible contest is a send me ten titles for the Wheel of Manga, and I'll just set out props for you. Very simple. There's probably another contest I am forgetting, but I'm getting senile in my young age. So... Without further ado, let's get to the party you've all been waiting for, and you know what I'm speaking about. I'm talking about the one, the only, the Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a device which some say was forged by, well, possibly many insane people, or was found mysteriously one day in the bottom of a trunk. One person even said it was perhaps made by a crazy man. But it doesn't matter, because of its skull-poweredness and ten slots. I've assigned ten different titles to each of the slots. What I'm going to do is I'm going to spin the Wheel of Manga. So whatever number lands on, that's what I'm reviewing for the next episode of the Spirekin Manga Review. Because this Wheel of Fortune with the skulls on it will tell me my future, almost will tell me what I have to review because it will do that and if I disobey Scully bad things will happen so let's see what happens number nine so for the next episode episode 89 of the Spark and Manga review I'm going to be reviewing Socrates in Love or Socrates in Love manga I've never heard of before Meh. oh well it's not a problem I could have had something like Shipwrecked or Witch Hunter or Lovely Complex, so it's not that bad. So, guess for the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, well, I'm reviewing Socrates in Love, and hopefully it'll be pretty good, or not, we'll see what happens. So, I guess that's it for this episode of the Spark and Manga Review, pretty quick and pretty short, but hey, that works. So, bearing that in mind, you can email me at Sparkin at gmail.com or leave a voice message at 206-426-6665 that again is 206-426-MONK you can check us out and leave a comment on iTunes under again Sparkin Review, or better yet leave something on Dig for us 
so that we can get more listeners and I can get more people who, well, want to listen and check me out. Well, check out this podcast. I love doing it. I really enjoy working on it. And I love the fact that you guys are listening. So, again, without further ado, I guess that's it for this episode of the Spy Kermong Review. I'm your host, Zahn, and I am Gonesville. I'm a film director. I made several films. I'm Jahan. I'm a film director. I won several awards for my films. I'm a film director.